Welcome to Ravnica by Starlight's podcast replay, presented by the Venus and Mercury League. This is Episode 5, Panic Attack, recorded on the 25th of May, 2021. Think you know what set that title came from? Stay tuned after the episode is over to find out if you're right. And now, the stars come out. Hi there, Basher. Welcome to Ravnica by Starlight, where we play a Dungeons & Dragons campaign set in the multiverse of Magic the Gathering. I am your game runner, Phoebe, and my pronouns are she and her. And we are joined, as we always are, by our talented and amazing players, who are in no particular order. Hi, I'm Becky, Becky Bell, Becky Bear, as most people know me on the internet. I am playing Pelzeval, or better known as Pell, a Vidalkin of the Azorius that is a paladin. And uh, yeah, my pronouns are she and they, and I'm very ready and excited to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Good. Hey, I'm Anna. I'm playing Hezix, uh, Arachnus Goblin. I use she, they pronouns, and let's play. Uh, hi, I'm Rose, or HG Rose. I am playing vaguely three characters, mostly new lately. Uh, And hi, I'm Arya. I use she, her. Probably better known, I guess, as Hogfog anywhere on the internet. And I'm playing a Zelda. Okay, thank you so much, friends. And uh, yeah, we have a full house tonight, so that's good. Uh, we also have people who are bearing with us and our technical difficulties on Twitch, but uh, everything is okay now. Uh, we want to let you know that Ravnica by Starlight is a partner project of the Venus and Mercury League by Aspirant CCG which is a Magic the Gathering League for players of marginalized genders. Uh, week six is here, and that means the matches are really starting to matter for the playoffs. I mean, they all matter, of course. But, uh, yeah, going into the last couple wins here before the, the real prizes are at stake. Uh, but speaking of real prizes, we have something very special coming up on Friday, and that is a spoiler card for Modern Horizons 2, so you do not want to miss it. 9 p.m. Eastern on that channel. It's right there. You're already on it if you're watching on Twitch, and if you're on the podcast, it is twitch.tv forward slash CCG. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you already know what the uh, spoiler card is, so shh, don't tell anybody. Anyway, uh, so I want to thank the VML, Aspirant CCG, and all of you wonderful people supporting us and our little slice of the multiverse. Uh, before we begin, uh, we want to remind everyone that if you miss the live show, you can always catch up with our podcast version at anchor.fm forward slash Ravnica dash by dash Starlight. Our new episodes are released every Sunday sometime. I've been getting very, very lax about that, but I'm going to try to get it taken care of a little bit sooner. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed in your favorite podcast app and keep an ear out. Uh, does anybody else have anything else they'd like to share with our wonderful people out there in podcast land? Or Twitch land? Or some unknown region of space where this is being broadcast? I don't know. <laughs> Can't think okay. of anything else. Okay. 
So, well, then uh, let's just get back into the game then. Let's just make sure that uh, we have everything ready to go. So I want to say thank you again. And where we left off last time, after escaping the sewers where you accidentally flooded a, uh, wish, a drinking well or wishing well uh, with sewage, which is usually found in sewers, uh, you managed to rescue Hezix and Lyrissa, but Lyrissa was running into some situations where her uh, she just didn't feel comfortable playing the role of the adventurer, just jumping around from place to place. So what you may want to do is think about, uh, you know, just figure out, sorry, my mind went elsewhere because my players are leveling up while we're doing this, which is good, which is good. Um, but sorry, yeah, Edward. Hit please. level three. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> just do it. Okay. It's level three for everybody. Uh, so they made it to a Golgari stronghold or a Golgari safe house. Uh, talk their way past a rather dim-witted uh, ogre, which appears to be a thing in this particular stretch of Ravnica, uh, goblinoid creatures with low intelligence. Um, in any event, they did manage to get in. They had a nice rest, and over the night, Hezix encountered her patron as a warlock, and of course her secret crush, not so secret really, uh, Lord Rakdos came to her in a dream and demanded ever more entertainment of her. With that particularly unsettling nocturnal transmission, um, Isolde also had a uh, conversation, but instead of with somebody she was looking forward to speaking to, she spoke with Gavian Belcor the Azorius parole officer. He threatened her, she threatened him back, it was sort of a thing. And in the end, the Golgari asked for the crew to earn their keep in investigating some strange flowers that were found in an underground grotto that nobody seemed to return from. But in any event, as they were approaching the grotto, they found a ring of blue light runes. Not light blue runes. Blue runes made of light. And Hezix, entranced by the sight, had reached out and placed the crown of runes upon her head. And that is where we would normally pick up First, we're going to go back in time a little bit. Niv, or Allura, whoever you may be at this point. Actually, that's a good question. In the privacy of your room, resting, getting a full rest, relaxing, understanding what's, uh, what's at stake, what should be coming... Who are you? And what's going through your mind in this quiet night? Uh, 
given that I'm around other people and well, I guess at this point most of the others know about the shapeshifter stuff, so I'm probably as similar just simply because that is the quote unquote business uh person of the group of they're the only ones who care about the job. Um and I think the foremost thing on mind is the sort of last directive I was given uh, being to find a way to get the object and not let the others get it, not give it back to the Orthos. Okay. The room is surprisingly comfortable within the Golgari Grotto. It's not a place where you would have expected a nice warm bed with clean sheets. Um, But it's cozy. It's, It's comfortable. And there is a string of blue runes softly glowing on the bed. Are these similar to the ones that had appeared before? Or different? Uh, yes. You definitely would recognize this as a Dimir thought strand. Uh, I would like to try and interact with it, hopefully successfully. I'm sorry, would you repeat that, please? I would like to try and interact with it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and pick it up, then. And when okay. you do that... Give me an intelligence check, please. Oh, gosh. First roll. Okay, uh, well, it takes you a little bit of time, and you're nervous because the last time you saw one of these, it dissolved into nothingness just as you were about to, uh, do anything with it. Um, so you're panicking a little bit, and you try a couple things because you've momentarily forgotten how these work. You try licking it. You try wrapping it around your wrist. You put it up your nose. That comes close. It tickles a little bit. But um, eventually, you remember that you need to hold it carefully against your forehead. And you press and you concentrate. And all of a sudden, you're met with a memory. This isn't just like a message or anything. The, the idea of the thought strands is ideas. It is a full, coherent, sensitive, sensate experience that can be recorded and passed along for a certain amount of time. 
this one is deteriorating, of course, because you didn't quite get to it before it started to unravel. But what you definitely see is the unmistakable feeling of black mana, of dark necrotic energy being pushed out of whoever it was who was experiencing this. Not naturally, but not forced either. Um, it, it's weird. It's almost like an osmotic kind of thing. You, you really just sense this. It is in and then it is not in. And then that necrotic energy gets pushed into the floor of your room? No, that can't be right. That's, oh. The idea collapsed before you could see the end of it. Okay, anything else you'd like to uh, try to do here before going to bed? Hmm. Okay, we can come back to you if you'd like. I guess one question is, Am I, wait, am I locked sort of in a room? Or can I uh, You're going to need to get a little bit closer to your micros, I'm sorry. That's not very easy. Uh, am I sort of locked in a room, or can I roam a little? Oh, you can roam a little, but most everybody's asleep. It's pretty uh, late. Are there any animals around? Things, like underground types? Let me see. Odds are not good, but let's give this a try. One moment, please. As it turns out, um, there appear to be some kind of rot beetles. Uh, wandering the hallways. They're not anything major. They're they're pretty gross, to be fair. Um, but then again, this is the Golgari. What isn't gross? Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty basic. Would speak with animals work on them? Speak with animals would always work on any animal, no matter how gross or basic they are. Um, but go ahead and give it a shot. My hope was to try and get an idea of the tunnel system and have more knowledge of the nearby area and potentially ways out of here if need be. 
Okay. All right. Give me a uh, an investigation check with disadvantage because you are asking something with a a bit of an alien mind. That's just an eight. Okay. Uh, the Beatles are not that. They have a pretty set route because they know where all the good poop is and they know what to do with it and where to take it. And in the path that is in between the good poop and where the good poop needs to go, they haven't seen anything out of the ordinary. There's not as much good poop these days though, so. Then I probably will just head back to the room and find your rest. Okay. Okay. Pelsival. While this is going on, you, of course, found yourself in that nice, quiet, calm, surprisingly well kept uh, (laughs) guest room. Mm-hmm. It's late. You've had a decent enough meal, if you know, not entirely, not wriggling. Um, and things seem pretty, pretty calm. It's a nice room. What are you thinking about? Uh, how far are all of my comrades away from me? Fairly far, or like rooms adjacent, correct? Um, you didn't really see, you did see that Hezix was taken a little bit, uh, away mm-hmm. because they just needed to find a better room for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else didn't appear to be too far off. No. Okay. It's not super in Pelsifold's nature to be like extremely curious about things that they could get in trouble for being curious about so Pelzaval is going to be kind of a little uneasy but mostly like laying down to rest and pray and just like take some time to themselves a little uneasy but like so being a little bit on edge but not like planning to leave the room set the magic word as you rest and pray, your mind is seized. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you see Ravnica, mm-hmm. the entire tenth district, from an impossibly high altitude. Okay. You are watching over the entire city from what has to be at least half a mile in the sky. Wow, okay. The funny thing is you're all about the law. Mm-hmm. Including the law of gravity. Uh oh, okay. Uh am I falling then? <laughs> Yeah, you're starting to fall. 
I'm panicking as well. Okay. But Alkin are kind of amphibious, so I don't imagine that Pelzeval likes the feeling of falling, especially if it's like an extreme falling that isn't a weightless, like being in water feeling. Oh, you're starting to feel weightless just because you've hit terminal velocity. Okay. Um, but you are definitely approaching the city rather faster than you would like. Okay. Uh... Oh, goodness. Um... I'm trying to think of like a spell that Pelzeval can cast on. I could bless myself. Is that weird? That's like probably the first thing that Pelzeval would try to do is if there's no, no way that they can see to stop themselves from falling, they would try to find a way to protect themselves from impact as much as possible. Okay, so you're blessing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny when you're falling. I don't know if anybody else has fallen from a great height, but I have. There's a, a situation that happens, and this is actually a documented scientific phenomenon, where time and your perception of time slows down. Mm hmm you don't seem to be falling quite as fast. I mean, you're definitely still going fast. Uh-huh. But you seem to... This moment is stretching out forever. Okay. And um... you hear something other than the rushing wind behind you. Well, I'm falling, so it seems a little difficult to attempt to turn around, but I will attempt to turn around and uh, see what I would be hearing. Okay, give me a dexterity uh, saving throw, please. Okay. Who not good at that. Five. <laughs> it's actually pretty easy to uh, rearrange yourself when you're falling oh, okay. um, or when you're in free fall. Uh, the problem, of course, is stopping. Yeah. So you manage to put yourself into a pretty good spiral now. Oh, that's unfortunate. Okay. <laughs> and as you are spinning with the ground suddenly below you, then above you, then below you, then above you, you happen to see a woman's face. And she's smiling. So if I hear her, is she saying something to me? You heard a giggle. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you didn't make fun of me in this moment where I am in peril. You believe that you are in peril. Uh, uh, based on this feeling of falling, I'm inclined to believe that I am. So you believe 
but do you trust? Uh, is there more of a description of what this woman looks like, or can I not tell very well because I'm spinning a lot? Well, it's it's pretty blurry, and dinner is starting to come up a little bit. <laughs> um, give me one more dexterity save, but you get advantage on this because you're starting to get the hang of okay of zero g. There we 18. go. Eighteen. You do manage to stabilize, and even though you're still dizzy from your uh, impersonation of a touchdown pass, um, <laughs> you see the rest of this woman's features come into more clear mm-hmm. focus. She has darker skin than um, than the color of her wings okay oh and they are very large wings the golden armor is nice it definitely matches her eyes um but she's she's an angel and terrible oh (laughs) and smiling uh pulsival is gonna kind of stammer and be like are are you an angel? The last time I checked. But then again, I trust that I remain an angel. To what do I owe the honor? You believe this to be an honor? Interesting. I do trust that most angels are omens of good fortune. If not fortune, then peace. She looks over your shoulder at the city, which is still approaching, but you have lost track of how fast you're going. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think Peace is definitely something that's about to happen to you. Oh no. If you do not believe it to be an honor, then what are you wishing to bestow upon me? Death? Only if you do not trust. What I bear is not honor but a test. A test from an angel is something that I am willing to put myself through. Well, she says, looking around, it's a little late for you to be willing. (laughs) How do you figure? Because I'm falling? As far as I'm concerned, I have always been falling. Indeed you have, Pelsival. Indeed you have. 
But let me ask you this, young light. If you fall, what is it that will catch you? There's a few answers that I want to make, but Pelzeval is a pretty not sarcastic and literal person. And I, the first thing that I feel like Pelzeval would say is uh, the city street will be the first thing to catch me. <laughs> but uh, forgive me, I should not be making uh, jokes while in the presence of an angel. Uh uh, I Why? believe that's that hasn't stopped me, <laughs> and I'm always in the presence of an angel. True, true, true. Though I'm not typically very <clears throat> good with uh, jokes. This also has always been true. <laughs> <laughs> always. Do you know me for always? Of course, I have. The only thing that will ever truly catch me is my own abilities, my own direction, my own self of being will be the only thing to ever stop me from truly falling. She nods. Enjoy your trip, Pelsaval. But if I could ask one thing... You may ask anything of me. When did you become the law to which you are sworn? I want to turn around now. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pussyball isn't super inclined to turn around and turn away from the angel and kind of wants to look at her for as long as possible. Despite everything, you do blink. Mm -hmm. She's gone. Uh, Pelsifal no longer fears the fall. Uh, as a paladin, they see angels as very divine and simply after she's gone is going to close their eyes and just breathe through the fall. Give me a constitution save. I'm so bad at dexterity and constitution. Oh, well, nine twice. So nine. Okay. 
the only thing you notice when you wake up in the dead of night in your bed is the splitting headache you have at the back of your skull. It was like me when I woke up today. <laughs> what a bother. Uh, that's probably going to keep Pelsifal awake for a while, too. They won't really try to go back to sleep after that and is going to be a little bothered and rerunning the last thing that she asked him. Okay. All right. So, going back to the present moment. Hezix, you have just seen this crown of runes. This, it, it's just very, very beautiful, and you have no idea why it is so beautiful. But knowing that, you can't resist reaching out and touching it. You place it gently upon your everybody else give me de uh, dexterity saving throws please I got a five wow twinsies I also got a five <laughs> alright Niv you are the only or uh, Allura either one whoever you are Actually, that's a good question. Who are you right now? Probably Niv, if I'm with the others. Okay. You do recognize this as another thought strand, but a much different one than there was before, than the one in your room. You have one action before Hezix finishes putting it on her head. Oh boy. Uh... Is there any way I could potentially try and grab it myself? Uh, yes, both you and Rose, I'm sorry, both you and Hezix, make another dexterity save for me, please. Actually, no, uh, on, uh, Hezix, you're going to be giving a dexterity save to note, to see if you notice this. Uh, Rose, you can choose either athletics or, uh, acrobatics to try to get there in time. But you do have to beat a 22 at this point. Yeah, you didn't do it. Okay. So both of you tell me how this plays out. Um, okay. So Hezix uh, notices uh, Niv reach reach out for for the for the the crown, and uh, she kind of sneers like. What are you doing? And still goes and puts it on her head. 
I've probably, like, the way I'm trying to grab it is probably reaching out, like, palm up and trying to essentially prevent it from being pulled down uh, and just trying to stop it and grab it and just uh, into it to show it. Well, as it turns out, um, you manage to get a couple fingers underneath it just as it lands on Rose's head. What? Which is good because, I'm oh, sorry, as it lands on Hezek's head. I apologize. And it's a good thing, too, because you recognize something interesting about this particular design. So this is the one true crown to rule them all? It is, in fact, two thought strands. One snakes its way through Hezix's hair and into her left eye. And the other one slithers its way up your arm and into your right ear. Creepy. There is a flash of pain, Hezix, as you see vaguely in front of you a person, maybe? It's really hard to tell. They're tall. Of course, a lot of people are tall. And they look angry. Of course, a lot of people you see are angry. <laughs> and you feel total fear as this person looks down at you and says, I would say this is the last we're going to see of you, but somehow, somehow I don't think so. Enjoy your new career as a houseplant, mate. And then you're blinded by pain again. Niv, you hear nothing but screaming. And it's not even human screams. You've heard a lot of animals scream. You've even heard a lot of machines scream. In your experience with the Selesnia, you don't tend to hear a lot of plants scream, but you do know that when they do, something is seriously wrong. Spoiler, something is seriously wrong. This goes on for about maybe two hours from your perception. But 
when it finally stops, you see your hand resting on Hezix's forehead, palm up, and a trickle of blood runs down your nose. You are taking four psychic damage. From the experience of experiencing two hours of screaming in about six seconds. Well then. Okay, and of course, Hell and Isolde, you watched this happen. You didn't see what or hear what they heard, but Oh my uh, you seem to be in a lot of pain. Are you alright? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hmm. Sorry. Pelzeval is gonna try and um just use lay on hands by like placing uh like the tips of two of their fingers on their forehead to just try and heal them a little bit. Okay. Uh, how many points are you putting in? Uh, let's say five, because it says I can expend five hit points. Okay. Uh, you recover five hit points there, uh, Niv. Okay. And, uh, is there anything else we should know about how that feels? Not on my end. Okay. Uh, any other reactions to that particular situation? What, what exactly just happened? Because Pelzeval would have recognized them as the thought strands, yeah? We all recognize them as that now, for the most part? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. What, what memory did you receive? Likely less a memory, but and more trap at the very minimum. Hmm. I see. I suppose that I wouldn't be... Unheard of to do. I don't know what Hezek uh, got from their half, but I got a lot of screaming. Uh, Pelzeval's going to turn to Hezek's. What did, what did you feel? hear anything, but I saw this real big scary guy telling me it's the last thing I'll ever see. 
I'm pretty traumatized. I think I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> Pelzeval is going to take a moment and kind of remember what they uh, saw and experienced in their mind recently as well. Interesting. Do you, do you know the person that you saw? I see a lot of people. I, I can't say I've ever seen this face before. But I'm not going to forget it. <laughs> so, I can't believe I have to say this. But I think we should establish a rule of not touching glowing magic things we don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Even after what happened, I'm not sure I can follow I think I'm with Isolde for this one. How, how about just not blue, shiny, thought strand looking shiny objects? How about that? Can I touch other no shiny things? No touching mm-hmm. magic things we don't understand. Mm-hmm. With your sense of adventure. I'll remember that comment the next time you need healing. <laughs> hey, hey, but think about it this way. If I'm the one getting hurt, at least it's not you. You don't have to test it. Yes, but we're on this adventure together, and hear me out. What if none of us were to get hurt? A revolutionary concept, I know. If you don't see me touch it, no one getting hurt. (laughs) If we don't touch glowy magic things that hurt us, we don't get hurt. I'm, I'm again. I'm with Azolda on this one. Ezix, you were going to say something. Uh, if you don't see me touch it, did I really touch it? Yes. Yeah. You're right. It, if I, if we didn't see you touch it, weren't there to you know heal you after it undoubtedly damaged you in some otherwise impossible to recover from way, then how will we know to heal you? This is also true. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll scream in pain if I need healing. Or, or, you just don't touch these things and then don't require healing. Okay. Everybody give me a perception check, please. <laughs> As we're trying to figure out what requ- what is required to get healing and not... <laughs> Deceive the rest of everyone else. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, I have a fifteen. Sixteen. Speaking of glowing things. Uh oh. Now, I did set the stage that this was the 
entrance to sort of like a grotto, uh, a cave system that hasn't really been fully explored. Um, and there is a passage leading down into the darkness from the bright light uh, of this, which is the uh, outer part of, for lack of a better word, the Golgari territory. Mm-hmm. Isolde, in that darkness, you swear you see something flickering along the lines of reflecting off of gold. I see something flickering along the lines of reflecting off of gold. (laughs) Uh, At least you're very upfront. Yeah, you didn't see any gold, but you did see what looked like maybe the glinting of a gemstone of some kind. Gold, you say? Uh, Percival is going to kind of pause and think for a moment. I believe I saw something more along the lines of a gem, perhaps? Hezix. <laughs> I feel like this is also if Niv were here, Niv would be like, hmm? Yeah, but Hezix, you heard a faint giggling. Uh-oh. Uh, that was kind of creepy. Did you not hear the little laugh, everyone? Laugh? Pelzival's a little traumatized by giggling now as well. <laughs> Oh god, I shouldn't have just giggled against that. <laughs> I would like to cast this spell. Go right ahead. Better safe than sorry. Zelda is going to cast Shield of Fate and say, show yourself. Okay. Uh, who are you casting that on? Oh, on herself. Okay. Oh, I get, yeah, also should ask if I can sense, like, a evil or good presence. Ah, uh, you're using the, um, divine sense. Yeah. Alright, let me take a look at what that does. I can also maybe... I want to make sure... Here, I'll put it up there. Yeah, put the little speechy up. Okay, Celestial Fiend or Undead. Uh, nope. Okay, sounds good. Uh, not, um, not within 60 feet, no. Okay. Nope. Uh, so that means Isolde's AC is now 20, right? Yes. Oh dear. 
So that was a 19 plus the 3. You hear a giggling again, just as a tiny crossbow bolt rockets through your shield and into your left shoulder. You take one point of damage. All right. Oh, no, not this. Now, bear in mind, it's not that big. It's like a toothpick. Oh. Oh. Still hurts. It got in there pretty far. Should, I assume I should make my concentration save? Uh, yeah, but it's not going to be a problem. I have advantage on those because of my feet. So, what, 21? Yeah, uh, you maintain your concentration, no problem. It was one point of damage. It would have You would have had to flub that badly in order to, to fail. Yep. Okay. Mm, constitution save for concentration has a minimum. Yep, minimum of 10. Okay. Nonetheless, yeah was pretty difficult to screw that up. Um, so, yeah. Woods. What? Just... Is that a crossbow bolt? Toothpick, more like. Weren't one of you shot by one of these a little bit ago? Uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Pelzival is going to begin to frantically look around to see if they they can point out the source of something that would be shooting tiny crossbow bolts. Well, it definitely came from down the passage where the glint of gold or gems mm -hmm. was coming from. Uh, Pelsival's gonna shout down the hallway, Who's there? And why are you shooting my comrades? Who's there? Who's there? Shooting is fun. Shooting is fun. Uh, hmm. Oh, do I have something I can shoot back at them? No. Ah, uh, did the Longshanks want revenge? I know we would. Revenge? For what? Oh, the Longshanks would take the flower. It's so dark. Its petals are amazing. Petals. 
I'm. They're like that one's hair. Black, strong, powerful, immortal. Uh, Palsaval's gonna frantically look around a little bit again. Which one of us has immortal hair? <laughs> I have a feeling it might mean you. Well, I'm flattered, but also annoyed by the damage I took. It couldn't have been much. Even you called it a toothpick. I'm still annoyed by it. Very well. Very fair. If you would like revenge on us, then reveal yourself and fight us in an honorable fashion. Longshans believes in honor. (laughs) Kim Hessex asks them very nicely to come out into the light. Ask, then roll that persuasion check. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, that was kind of mean what you did to our friend back there. Uh, can you please stop and come out into the light? We just want to talk. Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Hezek's actually very persuasive. The little one wants to play. Play with us, little one. Come play with us in the darkness. Mm. Okay, but they're not glowing yet. Give me a dexterity save, Hezix. Oh, no. Okay. You don't take any damage from this, but you do get beamed in the head. Uh, by a ruby about the size of maybe maybe a small coin. Whoa! It's worth about uh, I want to say 50 gold. You're just throwing money around? (laughs) What the? Hezix grimaces and rubs her forehead and then kind of, she squeaks and goes to almost pick up the ruby, then looks looks back at Isolde and Pelsina and just kind of like wants to wants them to reaffirm that she can pick it up. Yeah, it's yours. Uh, <laughs> for once, I think if I'm with Isolde here, uh, if they're throwing it at you, I think it's safe to call it yours. And I already dodged you, so I mean... I don't think that that's quite how it works, but... Oh, I meant in terms of the not picking up magical means we don't understand rule. Oh, well, Let's not right. forget that one. <laughs> You're right. So, that one was very important. So if it beams me in the forehead first, into the pockets it goes. And she yes. stuffs it into her, into, her, into her pocket. As you reach down and grasp the ruby... Oh, no. Nothing happens. <laughs> you do feel that throb in your forehead for just a moment, but nothing else. Um, they're so uh, worried about the magic. There's nothing here of magic that could hurt you. 
Isolde, can you cast light? No. Darn it, okay. <laughs> that said, is that an invocation? Did you, uh, did you have done, uh, Being in the dark? Yes. Very well. I have something I could cast. Oh? This is your last chance to come out into the light in surrender. Or fight with honor. I want to clarify that that one is also an option. Fight, surrender. We're not at war. We just want to play. Come play with us. Come I have a feeling. Come play with us, Longshanks. Mm, I if don't like insist. being called that. Uh, I would like to cast a different spell. Go right ahead. I would like to cast Guiding Bolt. Ah, oh! <laughs> uh, a flash of light streak towards, towards a creature of your choice within range. It's my only spell that doesn't require me to be able to see the creature. And mm-hmm. what is that range? 120 feet. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Well, you're definitely shooting at the uh, source of the voice. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. Okay. You see the bolt streak into the darkness. Down the hallway. Oh, that tick! Ah! <laughs> Did it hit? That sounds like it. That's 13 radiant death. Yeah, it hit, and it immediately vaporized oh. the voice. Uh, Pelzeval is going to pull a torch out of their uh, pack and light the torch. <laughs> flowerhead, Flowerhead, you want to play with us? Come closer. We'll play such wonderful games together. <laughs> uh, question. Did the guiding bolt illuminate anything that we could see? Uh, you saw it streak kind of almost around a corner. And there was a glowing that intensified. And then it was like a light bulb popping. Hmm. So not really like enough to see anything extreme or make you anything did get out. a from shadows you saw figures. Okay. Also the light wasn't there that long. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Pelsival's going to <laughs> Pelsival is going to light a torch and begin to like walk in that direction with the torch out in front of them kind of waving it back and forth okay then in that case we are going to take our break as you begin your descent into the grotto so i would like to say thank you to everybody who's watching everybody who's subscribed uh so far here on twitch what we're going to do is we're going to take a five minute break um i'm going to start that timer right now and uh yeah we'll see you in about five minutes and uh thank you 
everybody. We'll be right back. This is Phoebe, your game runner, thanking you for listening to our show. Want to be up to date every week? Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Want to spread the word? Leave us a review. Every review we get helps others discover our podcast. And don't forget, new episodes are live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and new podcasts up the following Sunday. Keep that starlight burning. And we are back. Thank you very much for your patience while we got that sorted through. Uh, I do hope everybody's doing well. Uh, So, with that said, as we are going into our uh, map page, this is uh, something I will be sharing with uh, the group later on and putting that in the podcast later. But I do want uh, everybody who is paying attention uh, in the game to call your attention to the uh, screen and let me know if you guys are seeing everything as it should be. Um, You should see yourselves in the lower left-hand corner of this map. Uh, Yep, looks right. Okay, and uh, you can see a little ways in. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody good? Yep. Wait, where should we be seeing this? Uh, zoom out to like 70% and then go to the bottom right. Oh, bottom right. Okay, yes. Okay. So, Pell has the torch and is up front. And, uh, now. Oh, boy. You're going to roll initiative. Good. And we're not going to keep track of health on our tokens because that isn't reflecting our actual health, correct? Uh, You can. um, Do I have to be in this? No, hold on. Uh, Pell, what is your max HP? 30. 30? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're still at full health, yeah? Yeah. Isolde, what's your HP? Uh, my max is 30. I'm at 29. All right. Uh, Niv slash Uh I already set mine, assuming I didn't lose any HP while I was AFK session. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. So let's see here. Uh, hell. Okay. If you select your token when you hit the initiative button, it will automatically add you to the tracker, by the way. Ooh, okay. I didn't notice the tracker was up. Maybe. Alright. So I will update uh, the numbers once they're there. Where do we roll initiative again on our sheet? Uh, it's by armor class. Yeah. Actually, uh, Pelsval, just go ahead and 
Okay, yeah, Talon Hezix, click your tokens and then do it again, and I'll update what you had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We're buds. <laughs> Bad stuff. I love how these are labeled. Right, a few more seconds. Okay, uh, so Allura, yeah, Niv, you're, um, okay, yeah, your initiative is plus five. Okay, so you are going first. Oh, I get to do the fun thing. Well, my bonus action, I would like to use Mantle of Inspiration. Uh, as a bonus action... I'm sorry? Go ahead. So for my bonus action, I'm going to use Mantle of Inspiration, which is, as a bonus action, you can expend one of your Burdick Inspiration to give you, grant yourself a wondrous appearance. When you do so, choose a number of creatures you can see and who can see you within 60 feet of you, up to, an, uh, up to a number equal to your charisma modifier, four a.k.a. everyone. Uh, each of them gains five temporary hit points. When a creature gains these temporary hit points, it can immediately move, uh, use its reaction to move up to its speed without provoking opportunity attack. Interesting. A.k.a. Okay. I can make everyone move their speed and gain five temporary hit points for my bonus. Okay. And that's how many people? The entire party is four people. I have a okay. charisma of four. That's pretty sick. Nice. <laughs> and I get nice. to look all pretty, and to quote the text, you gain the ability to weave a song of fey magic that imbues your allies with vigor and speed. Are you going to sing us a song? I think the way Neil does the magic... The song is the magic itself, like there's like mm, not like mm -hmm. a humming, but like the magic has a tone to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense and to me. Probably like okay. visible like greens and blues. Okay. Alright, so then in order, uh Aluri, you get to move your speed. Hezix, you get to move your speed. So each cell is five, right? Yes. I think I'll go right there. 
uh, Isolde? Uh, you can move through a friendly creature space, right? Yes. Boop. And help. Okay. Uh, uh, can I be in this space? <gasps> Ooh. Yes. The light changed when I moved. That was cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. We so, have dynamic lighting on this one. So. I guess I should try and go as far forward as possible then, huh? But I don't want an attack of opportunity. The... Uh, we don't get an attack of opportunity. Then I'm going to go there. That's as far as I can go. Okay. What if the thing directly to the left of where Pell and I are? So it looks like there's yeah. two fairies. Pell's in combat with two fairies. There's three fairies farther away, and then what's the middle thing? Oh, that. That looks like it's weird because it almost looks like moss to a certain degree, but it also kind of looks, well, like it's breathing. Creepy. Okay. Uh, I have decided my actual action. Okay. Uh, at second level. So I can choose up to four creatures who must all make charisma saving throws. Uh, if a target fails that saving throw, it's in it. It tries to make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, which is uh, one minute from now. It's a concentration. Uh, they must also roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. Uh, all four of the things that are farther away. Okay, so this, this, this. And this? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, so it has to make a charisma saving throw, uh, DC of 14. Okay. All right. So. Pull this one up. I assume in terms of look, while Mantle probably was like blue and green colored magic, uh, Bane is pure black. And it's DC 14? Yep. That passed. <laughs> that also passed. There's a lot of sheets that I have to open up. That passed, and the other one is Under. 
as you can see. Okay, that failed. So the breathing pile of plant uh, failed, but it doesn't look like it's going to be doing much. Which one's the breathing pile of plant? That one, yeah. All right. Okay, that's your turn? Yep. All right. Hezix, you're up. I'm, I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to Eldritch Blast this closest uh, fairy. How do I highlight where I'm shooting him? Uh, yeah, you just hold it down, yeah. Okay. So. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> That is a 18 to hit. That hits, and that's one damage. Okay. The fairy giggles and is all you know, a little upset, but not as much as you would have thought. That it? Uh, can it also move it back one square? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to push it towards Pell? Yeah, just in the square right below Pell. Okay. All right, there you go. Anything else? <laughs> That's all. Okay, Isolde, you are up. So, Isolde is going to stop by saying a prayer to her deity. Euler, the patron saint of compound interest, and summon. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that's not. It's it's a little funny, but <laughs> yeah, beautiful, and, absolutely beautiful, and summon a spiritual weapon. Uh, whoops, I, I need to change what I'm looking at. And summon a spiritual weapon here. Okay. It is, of course, the dread slide rule modified for calculating compound interest. Uh, and I get to immediately make an attack for 1d8 plus my spell casting ability modifier. Right. I'm going to use the sparklies for the spiritual weapon. Yep. Um, I don't have this figured into my sheet yet, but it's the same to hit. Oh, I do. Never mind. It automatically got added. Well, this side is wonderful. Um, yes. And which one are you hitting? Uh, this one. Okay. So I, I think I may, in fact, not be hitting them with the second. Uh, no, that does not hit it. The slide rule. And the fairy just sort of spins in a helix around it. Isolde is going to step up here. Um, okay. And 
attack this, use her action to attack this one with a mace. Okay. Does hit 10 hit? A 10 does not hit. Wait, okay. maybe it does. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no. No, a 10 does not hit. I'm sorry. Okay. And then she's going to use the rest of her move to move over here, presumably provoking an attack of opportunity from this one. Yeah, you provoke from two of well, from the one. Okay. So it will take a stab at you for twenty, and that is your AC right now, isn't it? Yep. Alright, so that's gonna be three piercing, please. Okay. And I will roll my concentration save. Um so it's a thirteen or better to keep. Uh, that armor of faith up, right? It should be a 10, right? It's 10. It's 10 minimum. It's half the damage or 10, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 10, yeah. And I have advantage, but I failed. Okay. So you lost three of your temporary hit points. So you are still at 31, I believe. So I'm going to mark that for you. Yep. Okay. Let's see what happens behind the scenes. Do 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 do. Nothing immediately appears to happen except the um The one fairy here, mm -hmm. it is utterly crazed. It is just completely frothing at the mouth. You've never seen anything like this. Hmm. This is rather distressing. And it is going to rake at you uh, with long fingernails and one of them is going to try to stab at you, Isolde. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah, so that's going to be uh, critical. Yep. All right, so that is... That is... It, it did the damage, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. Sadly, that is the five. Uh, yep. There you go. So that's ten damage at you. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna drop you down. Okay, Hal, you're up. Yeah, I think my turn's going to be pretty boring. Um, I'm going to use my channel divinity and use sacred weapon on my sword that I'm wielding. I just add my charisma modifier on further attack rolls made with the weapon. Uh, but that is my action, and I think I'll just move like one spot over to be closer to Isolde after she took that hit. 
All right. Well, the other fairies are going to start swinging. Um, Can I... Do I have to prepare a reaction? No. no. Okay. okay uh, because I have this fighting style, but it is being used as a reaction, but I don't know how okay. that works not on my turn. Do you have a shield? Yeah, I have a shield and a sword. Okay, then how are you holding the torch? Oh, snap. I didn't think about that. In my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For this moment, uh, no, I'm not holding a shield. Never mind. Okay. All right, then. Uh, The fairy is going to uh, take a stab at Lura slash Nin. That is going to hit you. You'll take the two damage. So that takes you out of your temporary. So that still has you at 27, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I still have 20 left. Uh, technically, I do have a concentration up. I forget which button. Oh, it's just constitution. There you go. All right. This one's going to sweep in and uh, it's going to try to use a it waves its hands Uh, Do I get an opportunity attack? No. Oh yes. Yes you would. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm really blowing through my spell slots with this Uh, but I'm going to use my walkaster feat to make a guiding bolt attack. Okay. Uh, there's a 15 hit. Yes. So, the bolt, again, flies out of your hands, surrounds the fairy as it moves away. It stops, starts kind of tingling and giggling, and then, like a light bulb exploding. Um, this one is going to go after you, Isolde, after seeing, uh, you basically do your bug zapper thing again. Um, it's going to hold its hands in a strange motion and then thrust them at you. As it does, a lance of violet fire shoots out of her palm. But it goes wide. Uh, Misses you by just a hair uh, off of your head. So, uh, no damage there. Uh, This one is going to fly over this rubble and take a swing at hell okay sheets i really need to find that sheet nope uh actually no it's going to start pointing and laughing 
at hell. Okay. <laughs> Long shanks. Long shanks can't hit anything. Long shanks. What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I need Christmas a save. Fourteen. Okay, how do you shake this off? I haven't even tried to swing at you yet. Why would you tell me that I can't hit anything? literally coming out of the walls. Yeah, I see that. Um, do not like. Allura, you're up. Or Niv. It's Niv. Okay, Niv. Uh, well, this is fun. Hey, hey, Hezek. Yep. These things are smaller than you. That means you can beat them up really easily, right? And I want to use my bardic information. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'll give it my best shot. Basically, you can roll a d6 on top of a attack roll or a saving throw or ability check uh, once. Ah, uh, yeah. Give it the old Strixhaven try. Got it. Okay. See, uh, I'm gonna, sorry. Uh, then I'm gonna <laughs> stab the one right in front of me with my rapier. Okay. Cry. Yeah, and eight, uh, eight, eight, eight does miss. Yeah. That's All right. Hezix, you are up unless Allura, uh, Niv, you want to make any moves? Nope. Niv is done. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading a spell right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to cast Shatter on this fairy. save. It passed. Is that uh, half damage on a fail or no? Uh, one second. Uh, half damage on a successful saving throw. Okay. Alright, so it's going to take seven. The roar of thunder just sort of rattles it, and you see a lot of scales fall off of its wings. Ah! Off of its wings, it is looking pretty hurt. Any movement? 
Uh, I'm gonna scooch a little bit closer. Okay. Isolda. Okay. So Isolda is gonna use a bonus action to bring the shield of fate back up again. Then she's gonna look to the fae and say, "Come at me, you cowards!" And use and remembering her training in school whatever the Azov has that's like closest to school uh <laughs> takes a dodging stance and uses the dodge action for her to okay so that means saving throws are at a disadvantage uh sorry attack throws are at disadvantage against you yep okay This fairy is going to go this way and take a swing at hell. Okay. Ah! Oh. Yep. Okay. No, it gets you right in the shoulder. That's five damage. <sighs> Quite rude, honestly. Emboldened, this one uh, now glares at you and just smashes at you with both fists and misses entirely. This one just comes in like a bat out of hell and stabs at you again. Mm-hmm. Aw, yeah, that hits. Four. Okay. You feel... Okay, Isolda, you smell something off near you. Hmm. Pal, you're up. And surrounded, I should know. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and attack at the this one that's up above okay. me. Uh, with my sword. Uh, it hasn't added two to it uh, because of my charisma, right. but uh, so it would have been a 24 to hit. And if it hits, it's eight slashing damage. You bisect it. Goodbye. Anyone else? Can I can't. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I, I actually can't make any more uh, moves. Uh, uh, all of my spells are entire actions, not bonus actions. So, uh, uh, and I'm still having to hold the torch. So that's going to be it. Okay. This fairy is going to try the dazzle bolt against you again, Isolda. It's going to miss, and. The other one down there is going to concentrate for a moment and then just go full on screaming warrior smashing at your nose. <laughs> that also misses. All right. 
Hey, we're not doing too bad. It could certainly be worse. <laughs> big I just saw move. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Allura, you're up. Uh, well, then. There are more of them coming, friends. We should be a little careful. I'm going to stab the one right in front of me. Okay. Let's start with that. For the 22 hit. <laughs> you have shish kebabbed it. Good. That was the one that was hurt. This, for some reason... They're somehow linked. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, big thing coming down the other hallway. Uh, Isolde, you look a little hurt. Let's, let's fix that. Uh, I'm in a feeling. I'll, I'll be okay. He'll bow. Aw. Aw. I could okay. do this all day. What the eggs? Seven points of healing. Yay. All right. And what is the healing word of the day? <laughs> I'm interested uh, too. Don't die. <laughs> I feel like that's two words, but I'll accept it. It counts. Okay. Don't. Yes. And if you're fast enough, not in the face counts as one word. Uh, Hezix, <laughs> you're up. Uh, Hezix is going to make a, an attempt to Eldritch Blast this fairy right here. Um. Okay, you do hit. Uh, are you going to push it back any? Can I only push it backwards, right? So I will push it back one square. Uh, yeah, so it takes the five force damage, and it, its scales sort of scatter on the ground as its wings sort of, there's, there's a couple of holes in them now. <laughs> All right, any movement? Um, hmm, I think I'll move right here. There's stuff in there. <laughs> and now you know why I'm moved away from that spot. Isolde, you're up. Okay. Um, well, to start with, Isolde is going to make a spiritual weapon attack at this rascal Dazzle Fairy. Okay. It's a 20 hit. Uh, 20 does hit, however, uh, the 7 damage uh, is not enough to take it out. Alright, and Isolde is going to, once again, assume a defensive stance and say, Come at me, you fools, you can hit the, uh, the broadside of a bando with a banana. 
Alright. Isolde certainly thinks it is. The one you hit breathes in deeply from something near the pile of plant and looks a little bit better. And it gets this wicked gleam in its eyes as it moves towards Allura and attempts to use Dazzle Bolt. 14 will not hit. Just a few more moments. <laughs> You're probably even singing that exact song, but that's definitely the mood of what Nip is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely also like the bard feel of also just like humming a tune is good, especially that tune. Okay. All right. Hell, you're up. Okie dokie. I'm gonna go ahead and I guess I'm attacking this one. Okay. I'm a simple Vidalkin. I see an evil thing that is mocking me. I attempt to hit it. Uh, it has another additional plus two to hit uh, to make it also yeah. a 24 again and slashes for three. Alright, well, well it does take two? the three damage. Uh, you have managed to slice the majority of a wing off. It is definitely not looking good. That's what you all get for trying to mock me. Okay. What do I get if I try and mock you? <laughs> Any do you want to test me? No, movement. I'm not going to move. Also, didn't you just heal me? Why would you be trying to mock me now? I'm confused. If so, like, only uh, only I can mock my friends, no one else. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Possible is a little uh, delicate and would prefer not to be mocked. So... Isolde... This one is going to try to claw at you again, but as it does, it breathes in something, that foul scent that you were smelling before, and it's like its fingernails grow longer and sharper as it does so. Okay, so uh, 19 probably will not hit. It has disadvantage because I dodged. So. Okay, then a five definitely does not hit. Okay. Uh, this one is going to do the same thing, only its uh, weapon is 
it looks slicker somehow. Like there's some ridiculous, like there's something on it. Okay, a 12 does not hit you. Um, and that's that. Allura, you're up. Niv, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to stab the one in front of me. Okay. A stabby stab. 11 probably doesn't hit. No, it does not. Uh, I don't want to bother using any of my bonus action stuff. So that's, that's fine for now. Okay. Hezix, you're up. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to try to blast this fairy. Back into its hole where it's trying to come out of. Uh, Eight does not hit. Uh, and then I can move, so mm -hmm. I'm going to move and stick with the group. Okay. Isolde. Okay, uh, spiritual weapon again attacking this one. Okay. I assume it 25 hits, but 11 oh, damage, yeah. which might be somewhat overkill. It's... Yeah, no, you... Uh... We take overkill in this household. You have you not see... paid your dues. Hey. You see huge numbers appear out of nowhere and just crush <gasps> it to death. Nine, 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 nine. That's it. <laughs> And then they fade away. <laughs> oh. Okay. And Zelda is going to continue to dodge. All right. Okay. The fairy that you missed with your blast is going to go after you, Hezix. Uh, it is going to just double fist smash you over the head. For... Yeah, that is going to hit for six. It got you right in this spot where it hit you with the ruby, too. So that was actually kind of... Has it still have your temporary hit points? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so plus five. Uh, all right. And um, this one is going to take a swing at Pell. Okay. Uh, no good. Phew. This one, however, is going to just 
Longshan, you're dancing with us. Oh, so wonderful, Longshanks. It's such a shame you're a horrible person. Wow. <laughs> and it is going to uh, use the jeer again. Okay. Uh, so that's that charisma DC save, please. Oh, I got an eight this time. You have failed. So yeah. you have disadvantage to all your saving throws until the end of the next turn. Okay. How dare you call me a horrible person? I do everything in my power to be the best person I can be. And then Puzzleball's gonna swing at this fairy. Okay. Uh, 12. You have advantage on it? Yeah, I have the plus, or, oh, sorry, yeah, I, uh, no, I get plus two because oh, I'm adding right, my charisma. Right. Okay. 12 chest hits. Whew, so three slashing damage. Okay. Uh, you managed to take a good nick out of its leg. Uh, oh, good. Uh, I think that, yeah, that's the only action that I'm making. Yeah, that's it. Shooting out from here in a cone, maybe about, uh, well, it blasts out pretty far. There is a spray of sticky pollen and sap and grossness that just covers Hell and Hezix. I need dexterity saving throws from both of you, please. And, and I have a dis- I have yeah. disadvantage on it, so a one. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Wee! It's not a natural one. Yeah, Hezix, you uh, amazingly managed to dive right behind Pell as the majority of this concentrated allergen just blasts them full on. Uh Uh-oh. You are going to be taking... Hit me with it. You're going to take three poison damage. Okay. And at the start of your next turn, you are going to take another three. Okay. Okay. All right, Allura. Thank goodness that was only a three. That could have been so much worse. Yeah, that that could have been worse. So Pell just got insulted, right? I got insulted and and then poisoned. (laughs) All for apparently being a bad person. But we don't know that you got sneezed on for being a bad person. Well... (laughs) Team player. There's no, 
there's nothing to say that that isn't why I got sneezed on. True. Hell, you're great. Don't listen to the fairy. Whack it in the face instead. That's your inspiration propel. Okay. Is that a bonus or is that a full action? That's a bonus action. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to step towards this plant thing and try and stab it. Okay. I don't like the plant thing. That does hit. And it basically deflates. But as it does, it spews spores into the air. I need a dexterity saving throw from you. Rude. Okay, you did pass. So, Hi. yeah, nothing really gets in your eyes, but it is pretty gross. Not as gross as what Pell just dealt with, but still pretty gross. Yeah, I just got snotted on. All right, Hezix, you're up. All right, uh, Hezix is very annoyed that this fairy bonked her on the head, so she's gonna give a good old stab to it. This one. She's gonna swing her dagger. Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> and that actually is enough, so that's gonna... You managed to shish kebab another one. It <laughs> nice. really shouldn't get that far down in terms of close to ground level. So, what's your move? Um... I'm going to scooch on over here. Oh. Okay. Isolde. Um, so, first Isolde is going to use her bonus action to move the spiritual weapon down here and make an attack on this one. Okay. So, and does an 11 hit? An 11 does not hit. Hmm. And Isolde is once again going to take the dodge action and this time yell to Pell, get behind me! Behind you? There's other things behind you. The other behind. (laughs) This one is going to go... You have two behind? Yeah, that one. You have two behinds? (laughs) Technically, I think most of us do, but... That's a different conversation for a different time. This one watches as Allura destroys the uh, pile of plant and just screeches off into deeper into the cave. Hell, you're up. Take that three damage from your snotning. Ow, my snotning. Uh, I'm going to swing at this one. Okay. Uh, 16. Yep, it's gone. Hiya! Also, I'm realizing now that the moment that I imbued 
uh, my weapon with uh, Sacred Oath, it glowed for 40 feet. So I could have put the torch away and gotten a shield, but... Uh, How long does that go? Uh, it goes for a minute. Turn it off? Oh, okay, a minute. Okay. Yeah, a minute. So it wouldn't have been for very long, but I could have at least wielded the shield as well for the duration of combat. But Pelzeval, not known for being the brightest, so we're going to canonically say that they just uh, didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just has two glowing things in their hands, like, I'm helping! All right. Uh, so, any movements before we move on to this? Uh, I will get behind Isolde. Okay. Possible's good. Does what they're told. Spiritual weapon does not get attacks of opportunity, right? It does not, no. Okay. Well, this one is gonna swing around past Isolde and take a smash at... Oh, ah, okay. And miss entirely. Wings <laughs> over tea kettle, just floating away. And you called me bad at swinging a sword, or whatever it is you're swinging. It then basically... Oh, what is that number? A moment passes and it looks in you, looks in your eyes and says, no, 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 no. It tries to run away. So that's going to trigger attacks of opportunity from Pell and Isolde. Ooh. I'm going to attempt to hit it with my mace. Ooh, mine's a 10, so I don't think I hit. <laughs> mine's a 7, so I think I'm even less lucky. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. So it basically gets away, and you saw a look of terror in its eyes as it flew off. Oh, they all went from being so sure of themselves to so scared in an instant. Niv, you're up. There's more of them. Uh, five, six. Oh, there's, 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 there's more of them, and I'm just gonna heal the if I'm backing away from where there was more. <laughs> okay. Is all against eight. Ooh. Okay. Thank you. Alright, Hezix, you're up. Um, I'm going to... Let's see. I'm going to fire a blast at this fairy over here. Okay. And... Does sure. not hit. Um, she she misses and it hits the wall. Uh, don't near, forget you, near the I don't think you've used your bonic uh, inspiration yet. My what? Oh yeah, I no, gave you bonic inspiration add... a while ago. 
yeah, you can add a d6 to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, sure. If I'll you think that. you're close to hitting, uh, you can add a d6 to try and make sure you hit. Okay. Well, it's 11, so I guess I'll roll a d6. Yep, 17 will hit. The blast singes off a wing. And it drops to the ground, screaming and crying in pain. I'm going to also send it back a square. It makes a nice, you know, divot streak in the Okay, Isolde, you're up. Well, they were coming from two directions. Let's start moving that way. Oh, is the light only... Do I see anything here? Uh, well, here's the funny thing uh, about light. Um, let me take a look at exactly what you see. Yeah, you can't really see down that passage because something... Well, you don't have any light source that goes that well, far. Can I bring my spiritual weapon over here? Yeah. Does, does that allow me to see anything? Or is... uh, let me see here. What did we say the spiritual weapon emits? Um, let me check again. Um, it just says a floating spectral weapon. Yeah, no, the light, uh, isn't really enough. It's more like a very dying glow stick than, um, a bright light. Um, oh, in that case, I guess I'm going to move back whence I came. Okay. And I guess, um, is anyone particularly hurt? Sorry. I'm sitting in the other room, like, uh, can, can I throw the torch to Isolde? I cannot hold it. I'm, I'm carrying a mace. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't know if that's a two-handed or not. On your turn, you could have. But yeah. okay, yeah, that's fair. Right. Well, uh, lesson learned, I suppose. Uh, and I suppose I'll take the dodge action again, seeing as I have nothing else to really do. Okay. There doesn't appear to be any other movement. Hell, you're up. Um. Okay. We think there's something down this hallway? Possibly. We, or possibly this way? Allura told us there's something down this way. Down this way or this way? The Below us or above us? This way. Oh. Above us. Alright, then uh, Pelzval is going to go down this hallway. Okay. In the direction of peril. 
I think that, that I think that that's all of my movement. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna stop after this round of combat. Uh, but this fairy is going to just flee, at scrabbling on the dirt, getting away, and you yeah, see these other ones. <laughs> you see these two grinning at you and dripping blood from their mouths. Uh. And that is where we will end it for tonight. Team, I have some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to say thank you to everybody who is watching, everybody who bear, uh, sat and enjoyed uh, the Theater of the Mind combat and seeing us say here, there, this way, that way. Uh, I probably should have described the cave a little bit more. Uh, I will do so now. There's some rubble, a uh, couple branching pathways, three branching pathways, plus the way that they came back, and um, a tall Vidalcan holding a glowing sword and a torch. Uh, so uh, that's everybody. Uh, that's everything for right now. So I want to say thank you to Everybody who's watched, and in no particular order, we are Becky, aka Pelzival. Okay. Uh, Anna, uh, I played Hessex. Uh, Rose, Niv, Alara, and very, very occasionally Tom. Okay. And I'm Ara, probably more likely known as Hogfog, and I play Zelda. And I am your game runner, Phoebe, and I will say thank you again, and we will see you again underneath the starlight when we do. So, thank you again. Thank you for listening to Ravnica by Starlight, Episode 5, Panic Attack. Isolde is played by Arya. Niv, Torm, and Allura are played by Rose. Hezix is played by Anna, and Pelsval is played by Becky. The Game Runner is Phoebe. We'd like to give special thanks to our partners at the VML, including Carolyn, Hayu, John, and Max, and to Amy, who created the character of Larissa. If you haven't looked it up on Gatherer by now, Panic Attack was first printed in Prophecy. The setting of Ravnica, as well as Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, belong to Wizards of the Coast. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again underneath the starlight.